Hello, and welcome back to Unmasked. At least I hope it's welcome back, because that means that you haven't missed any of our previous amazing guests. Otherwise, if it is your first time, it's a pleasure to meet you. I am your host, and my name is Alex. If you haven't already, please do me the huge favor and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, X, and YouTube at Unmasked with Alex. The support really does truly mean the absolute world to me, and it helps with growing what we do here, thus bringing you guys better episodes. Today, ladies and gentlemen, I bring you Gabby Valalta from Glamby Cosmetics and AZ Glam On Demand. Gabby is a female entrepreneur doing makeup and in the cosmetic industry, uh, makeup as in makeup artist. She has been able to make the daring and brave jump from going from a regular 9 to 5 to pursuing her goal and her passion as a full-time thriving career. She's also the lead makeup artist for Arizona Fashion Week and has an absolutely incredible story to tell. So, with all that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I bring you Gabby Volalta. I've been. I've been. I've been. Unmasked. 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 I know. It's going to be low-key and we'll sponsor. Honestly, at this point, I feel like Coke should definitely sponsor me because of how many I drink on this podcast. Um, oh, yeah. I'm like, this is my number one soda. So Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm usually more of a Dr. Pepper person, but oh, they don't have that. And Warren Buffett drinks this stuff every day. So if it's good enough for him and he's like a dinosaur, it's probably good enough, good for, enough me. for me. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so I do that. Anyway, how are you today? Good. Yeah. Good. A little tired from the weekend, but good. Yeah. Yeah. You have a busy weekend. Um. Yeah. Friday night was pretty busy the whole day. So, yesterday I was relaxing, and then today I'm kind of back at it. So, yeah. What does your relaxation days look like? Um, just sleeping in as long as possible, and then like watching Netflix, eating food. Yeah. Just staying home. Yeah. Do you have any specific like self care routines or anything specific for? your mind and body that truly kind of you feel like rejuvenate you in a way Ooh, good question I feel like I don't know it depends on the day I feel like I haven't given myself a full self-care day like that aside from like sleeping in and stuff but like I don't know I'll do like a skincare routine or like take a super long shower or just yeah honestly just relax in bed with a good show and I'm just you know yeah. everybody out <laughs> I feel my like dog. <laughs> I feel like being in the makeup industry yeah something like skincare is a very big thing for you yeah is, am I safe to assume that yeah because I feel like um if you don't have good skin like your makeup won't look as good I feel right. like so um I mean there's only so much we can do so yeah you know if the canvas is not great then the photo is not going to look that great either that's true when it comes to things like sleeping in i noticed there will be some times where i do like my goal is to try to sleep in as much as possible mm -hmm. but on the other side of the spectrum that can also be worse for me i notice if yeah. i allow myself to sleep in too much i don't feel rejuvenated at all i feel even worse more groggy and more, yeah yeah and i know that there's like a lot of sleep experts that say that sleeping in more or sleeping more can be just as bad make you feel just as bad as not, not getting enough. enough yeah and so 
that was one of the things I had to learn is what actually makes me feel like I've had a day off versus what I think. Like if I have a day to where I pretty much stay in bed all day, watching Netflix, eating food, doing all that, it sounds like a really nice relaxing day. Yeah. But I end up feeling like absolute dog shit at the end of it. I feel like I haven't gotten out. I haven't done anything. Like, even if it's obviously taking a break from work. Yeah. I still feel like I needed to be productive in some sort of matter. Whether that was getting outside and taking a hike or going on a walk with my dog or just doing something. Yeah. I feel like my bed is really comfortable, too. So I'll, like, wake up. And then I'll turn around and I'm like, oh, well, I'm starting to fall asleep again. So I just end up like in a toss and turn uh, situation. Yeah. And it takes me a while to get out of bed on those days where I'm like, today's my day to just, you know, yeah. not put on an alarm. But um, yeah, I find myself sometimes like if I sleep in and then I get up and I'm like, OK, now I have to do something. I start like organizing like random things like, oh, today I'll clear off this counter and organize <laughs> it or let me do a laundry the yeah. certain way and take my time to like fold things and then that's funny yeah honestly i i try not to really take quote-unquote lazy days that much I, yeah. i'll give myself a day off i usually so i try to personally stick to five work days one day for extreme socializing and then one day of seclusion so i'll do obviously my five work days and then one day it will be hang out with whoever i can go out, um, just do whatever. Obviously, it doesn't have to always involve spending money. Yeah. It can be, but that can be, like, my day to hang out with the girlfriend, hang out with friends, get coffee with people, get lunch, be social. Yeah. That's the one day I have. And it doesn't have to land on the same day every day. It, it obviously, if a Saturday comes up and I'm like, I don't want to see a person at all today, I'll be like, yeah. this is my seclusion <laughs> day. But if I wake up and I'm like, okay, I kind of want to socialize a little bit. I'll do that. And then the next day I'll be like, oh, I need to have a day of to myself. Yeah. You're better than me because my, I feel like my days are just, it really just depends. Yeah. And I'm, I don't know. I I like being around people. Like I, but I feel like over the weekends I'm around too many people. So mm. then during the week I'm like, oh, I'll just, you know. Well, your career is oriented around other people. Yeah. Like you can't technically be at work and not and, be around anybody. yeah unless <laughs> yeah. obviously you're doing makeup on yourself or maybe you have a mannequin that you're trying a new look on yeah but i mean that's practicing that's not necessarily putting money into your pocket work so yeah. in order for you to work you have to be around other people and that often includes talking and stuff or like a if lot you're, of small talk and yeah because a lot of my i mean i have repeat clients but a lot of the times too it's like brand new clients or mm-hmm. one-off like it's just a wedding or so it's like I'm meeting someone new. So I'm like, okay, now I have to make small talk and yeah. restart this connection and yeah. do all these things. And after like a wedding, it it like it does take a toll on you. Like I'll get home sometimes, and even if I have something else to do, I'm like, I just need 15 minutes to decompress <laughs> before I yeah you know, get my social battery up again and go out and do whatever I have to do. So oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I I I used to have like an unlimited social battery oh yeah same i used to be able to literally live my life hanging out around people i used to absolutely hate just being by myself yeah and doing all that but then i forced myself to 
get into that little bit of seclusion like after the pandemic happened and stuff and I couldn't really hang out with as many people I couldn't go on as many outings and do as much stuff it forced me to really learn how to be okay with myself and that I feel like I was like I like I like doing things alone and I I don't mind being alone I don't mind my alone time Hmm. um but I'm also like if I you know if I'm with my friends if I feel like going out or doing something then I'm fine too. Mm-hmm. So it just it just depends. But I have no. I'm the type of person I don't like to go sh- like shopping with other people. I don't really? like to go to the gym with other people. Yeah, I'm like I'd rather go shopping by myself. I'd rather go to the gym by myself. I like, gotcha. But um, yeah, I think about it like I don't know how because I used I like to party too. Like mm-hmm. I love being around music and people. So I I think back to pre covid and i'm like i don't know how some nights i would go out like thursday friday saturday or like a friday saturday sunday and now i'm like oh my god i do one night out and the next day i just need to like (laughs) recoup for the weekend and yeah i used to not be able to go to the gym alone i used to always have to have some sort of gym buddy uh, but then obviously schedules kind of get mixed up sometimes yeah and especially like if neither of you guys are in a full-on nine-to-five career type of thing to where it's like oh I know I have these two days a week off yeah a lot of times that kind of gets mixed up a little bit and so eventually I had to learn how I'm like well I can't just not go to the gym yeah and this person isn't able to go this person isn't able to go so what am I going to do and so I had to learn how to do that and now I almost have a difficult time going with another person. Now yeah. I'm like, I've learned how to plug my headphones in and just get in my own zone. I learned how to do my own workouts and stuff. And so when I have a friend that's kids go to the gym together and I'm like, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I had a full routine that I was going to do today. I was, unless you're going to do my exact routine or you're doing Your the exact thing. muscle groups, yeah. then I don't know how we're going to do this because I already did this yesterday. I have this plan tomorrow. Like I have my full week of workouts planned. So yeah. I don't know how we're going to do this. I feel like, well, well, it depends. Sometimes, you know, going to the gym with someone can help with, like, accountability and, like, yeah. you know, making sure you actually get to the gym. Yeah. But, um, like, I'll go to the gym with my boyfriend and stuff like that. But I've done the thing where I've gone to the gym with, like, some of my girls. And yeah. we don't want to do the same workouts or they're going much harder than I want to go that day. And then, yeah. you know, they're getting annoyed with me because I'm like, <laughs> oh, what are we doing next? So then yeah. I'm like, you know what? that's the thing I just need to do and on my own pace same thing with like shopping if I'm I'm the type that I'll go to Walmart for one thing and or Target Target's the worst mm. but I'm like I need to look through every aisle just in case absolutely not <laughs> my girlfriend does that like if she ever says let's go to Target I know I'm like I gotta bring like snacks I gotta bring yeah. like <laughs> a full a full carry kit to make sure that I'm occupied for the next like six hours because yeah. for me I'm a get in get out type of guy That's I'm how my boyfriend is I'm too, yeah. I'm a okay what do I need I need this this and this I know exactly what area of the store it's on and, you just go straight and I <laughs> I like map out a little thing in my head like okay if I go here I could turn left of this aisle cut through this aisle get this boom 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 let's see how fast yeah. if I can make it under 10 minutes I'm good to go. Oh, no. I'm like, well, let's see what we find along the way. And, oh, this is on sale. Oh, let me go try this on. And then Mm -mm. it just takes, it's like a three-hour thing at each store. I'm like, okay. That's that's one of the reasons why I have to go shopping by myself a lot of times or with, like, another guy. Because another guy, me, will be like, boom, 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 boom. Get in and get out. Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes I'm able to push 
my girlfriend and stuff when we're in there. I'm like, you don't need that. You don't need that. We're here for this, this, and this. Yeah. And she get distracted. I'm like, is this where this is? No. Okay, let's go. And then I'll she wants that. a Starbucks, and then it's like oh, that. Okay. I'm not opposed to getting though. Getting yeah. my little, especially if like we're not on a time crunch and it's kind of something that she needs, and I'm just going with her. Yeah. Then I'm like, okay, let's get Starbucks. Does that at least give me something to do? And I'll <laughs> at least have my own little treat for going. Yeah. But if it's something that we both need, I'm like, okay, we don't, we we, we don't, we don't need this. Yeah. Can we just like keep going <laughs> for the gym thing? Say, because obviously I know that you do have a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to get a female's perspective on this. Okay. I, even when I was single, I was never one to think that picking up a girl at the gym was ever a good idea. Okay, yeah. I, for me personally, like obviously I can't really put myself too much in a female's shoes. Yeah. And stuff. I don't know everything they go through, but I'm plugged in with my headphones. I have rage music going on. I'm not in the mindset of, hey, how you doing? Yeah. I'm, get the fuck away from me. I'm in I'm my zone work, type of yeah. thing. <laughs> and there's so many people that I know, though, that meet their significant other or they meet someone at a gym. They're like, oh, the gym is, like, better than Tinder for me. And I'm like, how, though? Like, I've never met a single girl that gets there. Like, obviously, you're, you're going to be friendly. You're not just going to immediately be like, what the fuck do you want? Get yeah. the fuck away from me. <laughs> but hardly ever is it, like... I've never actually heard of a girl saying, like, I love it when a guy approaches me at the gym and we start talking and stuff. I think it depends on the girl. Like, for me, myself, I'm, like, I'm going to the gym and I'm just, like, in my own little world and I don't want to talk to anybody or anything. So if someone were to come up to me, I kind of would be, like, okay, like, let's speed up this conversation because I need to finish what I'm doing. But... I feel like everyone's different. But I feel like the general consensus with most females are like they'd rather not, if they're going to the gym, they're trying to get their workout in. Mm-hmm. They'd rather not like. And obviously you know. it's a very subjective thing. Yeah. It, it depends on a few things. Like there's timing. If it's yeah. in between reps and stuff and they're taking a little bit of a break, yeah, they might be okay a little bit with taking their headphones off for a quick second saying hi and yeah it depends how you approach them you obviously can't be like oh your ass looks really nice right now and <laughs> or like oh man the way you did those squats is just amazing and stuff. like uh what <laughs> but if like when i was single i was thinking I'm like oh you know what if i just ask her what she's listening to right now we can start a conversation about music and i can do yeah. that and that could lead into something so i feel like one it depends on the person because if it's a butt-ass ugly dude talking to some chick <laughs> that yeah. i'm sorry that's just like that's another thing yeah but if it's like some guy that she thinks is gorgeous obviously she's gonna be okay a little bit more with talking if I she's single and, yeah and then like you said timing too, yeah because like yeah i don't I, know it, it's always been like a curious thing because i know that obviously that's a good benchmark for a lot of couples to have is like being active and it's like oh if I meet a girl at the gym I know she's already active or same thing with a girl if it's like I met him at the gym so I know he's already active I know he has a discipline to go to the gym I know he probably eats pretty well and he has those things crossed off but then there's so many different variables like oh is it some meathead dude that does this just because he just got done taking 12 lines of coke yesterday (laughs) and he needs to feel better about himself for today is it someone who 
as narcissistic because there's a lot of those kind of guys that go there and they're the kind of guys that would be having sex with a girl and looking at themselves in the mirror the entire yeah. time has been like, oh, like I American so Psycho. right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or like there's so many different variables when it comes to a guy like that. And like even for women, I anytime I'm at the gym, I always see like three or four different kinds of women. I see yeah. the determined woman who is there she's no bullshit she's like you can tell that she, she's like lifting yeah like, you can tell like she's yeah. she's getting ready for an arnold competition yeah <laughs> there's the oh look at me girl yeah the girl that's sitting there the only thing she does the entire time is butt exercises she doesn't give a shit about anything else on her body taking selfies in the mirror yeah and, she's yeah. over there like half the time posing in the mirror trying to make herself look good yeah those are like when i used to go to the gym with a couple other friends I the girl that we were going with, she was definitely like that. She was like, oh, let's do this and let's. Do. I'm like, we just did legs two yes, days in a row. Yeah. <laughs> Why are we doing legs again today? And or like we'd be doing an arm exercise, and she'd be doing the exact same thing that just does like one little arm workout. I'm like, no, you you have to get into it. And you do have to it. do multiple things, and she'd be like stuck on a tricep machine for an hour while we're doing all these different things. Like, oh yeah, boom, I'm doing this, and I'm like. This is annoying as shit at this point. Like, <laughs> if the leg day, I'll follow your leg day because I know you're going to have an amazing workout for that. But yeah. anything else, like, you need to do other stuff. Um, and then there's Miss Treadmill, mm. who her going to the gym is just going to a treadmill for four hours straight and then leaving. And I feel like I've been that person lately in this stage of life when I go to the gym because I don't go to the gym as often as I would like. Mm -hmm. I feel like I used to be a little bit more um, active than yeah. I am now. So now when I go, I'm like, okay, let me start on the treadmill because yeah. I don't want to overexert myself on the first day and then... That's true. So I have to get back into a routine. But there are the people that you just see there every single time. And that's all they're doing. Yeah. They, yeah. And it's not even just women. There's usually three or four different types of guys, too, when I yeah. go. There's creepy dude that we don't know why he's there. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's just there to... We, we, we question his existence in the gym. Yeah. There's Mr. Jeans who goes and he's not wearing any workout attire. You can tell it's this is probably his first gym membership he's ever had. And he's coming there. Or it there. looks like he just got off of work and just decided, yeah. I'm going to walk in like this. I've definitely seen those people. And I'm like, you didn't even like change yeah. your shoes. Though. I'm like, those are the most like rigid jeans in the world. Like, how yeah. are you doing anything? No stretch. Um, there's, let's see who else we have. We have Mr. Meathead who comes in with like an entire pantry worth of supplements. <laughs> and they're packing everything in. They have the most designer gym attire and stuff. Yeah. Um, probably a couple gold chains and stuff, which we're questioning. I'm like, why do you have 12 gold chains around your neck when you're bench pressing? Yeah. You like don't <laughs> need to, we don't need to see, see your net worth while you're working out. Yeah. Um, and then let's see, who else do we have? Um, especially in the sauna, there's different people that go into the sauna. Cause I'm a huge sauna. I love the sauna. I like sitting in the sauna too. But even that, there's Mr. Workout Dude in the sauna to where it's like, dude, it's already 180 in here. Why do you need to work out? Yeah. Um, and then there's... Doing like abs while everyone's yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Um, the grunt slash breathing dude that's sitting there. <sighs> yeah. <sighs> and I'm sitting there. I'm like, dude, just shut the fuck up. And then there's like the loud music guy that's pumping 
21 Savage in his ears or something. Singing, rapping. <laughs> oh, my God. I had one guy the other day. He, he didn't even wear headphones. He just blasted it on his phone. And, and everyone else was just sitting there awkward. Like, yeah. I didn't know what to do. Right I was now. like, I was so close to being like, shut the fuck up, okay? <laughs> this is, like, if this is your personal sauna or it's even just, like, in a personal area, yeah. fine. By all means. But I don't want to listen to your shitty rap music while I'm in here. This is my <laughs> meditation time. Yeah. This is my... Put the headphones in your ear. I don't want to hear whatever type of bullshit. And it's always, it's funny too, because the people that listen, it's always the whitest kid in the room. And he's like in there with like his cut off shirt or yeah. something. And yeah. It's always like the, the whitest kid who is like some college fraternity brother. Yeah. That's just like, he's trying to act as badass and as gangster as possible. And he's sitting there bumping he's some. Like, Let me do this in the sauna right new now. New underground little title dude or yeah. something and it's like oh this is fire and i'm like it sounds like 40 other million soundcloud rappers i don't know that are out right now yeah exactly and then you have like the dude that's overly sweaty and it's like how long have you been in here i have one dude that i've been seeing in the gym for a little bit i call him not so slim shady because he comes in and he w he wears three hoodies along with two layers he's white as paper he's probably like in his late 40s or something and he's coming in there. He's chewing. I, don't, I think it's cinnamon gum or something. Because he's. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh! I hate that. And then he's like has that over ear headphones on, and he, he it looks like he's trying to bust some eight mile shit. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my god! And the other day, he was talking to some other dude, and um, I was I was kind of looking at him. I'm like, I can tell you, like you're late thirties at least, early forties. Yeah. And he was like, oh yeah, I was at home and. Some chick hit me up and asked to come over, and obviously it's 2 in the morning. I know what that means, and I'm sitting there. I'm like, bro, how old are you? And you're talking <laughs> to the other side. He's like, yeah. So this is all up. in the sauna? Yeah. Oh. This is all in the sauna. He's, I'm just in the corner minding my own business, yeah. and he's sitting there like, yeah, she came over, and then like literally three minutes later, her boyfriend messages her and says, hey, I'm going to come pick you up. I'm sitting there like, oh, bro, she's over here about to get some dick. And you're like cock blocking <laughs> me and stuff, and I'm like, I really hope I'm nothing like you at your age. And you're like, first of all, why can't everyone hear this right now? In yeah. This <laughs> well, the guy that he's talking to is looking at him like, I don't want to be hearing this either. Yeah. And like, you can tell they're they're kind of buddies, or they at least they go to the gym. Know and, each other. Yeah, they know each other a little bit. But I'm sitting there, I'm like, bro, grow the fuck up. If you have roommates and you're doing all that, and you're like almost in your fifties. And you're talking about dicking down some younger girl or something. <laughs> and like, oh, yeah, I was, my roommate was home and stuff and doing all that. I'm like, uh, you are just making yourself look like like a douche. The only girl that would want you is a girl with hardcore daddy issues. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Well, no, it was kind of funny, too, because the other guy was like, oh, yeah. And you're like, you're old as shit, too. And he was like, oh, the other guy, he's like in his 50s, her boyfriend or whatever. And I'm like. Sounds like y'all need to both leave her alone then. Yeah. <laughs> if she's doing this kind of shit, it sounds like she's got some major issues herself. And, uh, yeah. It, I don't know. It's you, you meet some interesting people. Characters at the gym. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, moving on from all that. <laughs> so, act like you're going on a talk show or you are going on to some hugely successful show you your business just got launched off you're okay. kind of doing that how would you want someone to introduce you 
Like, what kind of accolades would you want them to make sure that they say? If any, how would you want them to describe you? Because I know a lot of times on, like, a podcast or something or on some sort of show, they're like, Grammy-nominated, and Emmy award-winning, blah, 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 and they go through all these different accolades. Yeah. There's some times where I look at the person's face and they're like, I wish you would just say, hey, welcome on the stage, Alex. Yeah. Or welcome on the stage, Gabby. What would you want them to say when introducing you? That's a good question. I've never thought about that before. <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel like I wouldn't want them to just um, call me a makeup artist because I feel like I'm much more than that. But I feel like sometimes I get put into this, you're just a makeup artist box. And I'm yeah. like, no, I have other talents. I'm actually creative in other ways. Um what would you want them to make sure that, like, instead of a makeup artist? Well, I would I would want them to mention, though, that, like, for this year, if this was happening now, I guess, um, that I was, you know, voted best makeup artist in Scottsdale by Modern Luxury Magazine. So I would want that in there. That's a but hell of an accomplishment would, right there. <laughs> yeah, we have the, the magazines are sitting out there, actually. Ooh. But um, and Carrie Underwood is on the cover, which I think is cool. Really? So like, yeah. Wait, did you get to work with Carrie Underwood? No, but she's on the cover of the magazine. Oh, okay. But I'm on the inside of the. There magazine, you go. So. Heck yeah, you're, you're in the same little booklet and stuff. Yeah. As her. Um. Hi guys, we're gonna take a quick pause from the interview so that I could just first of all say thank you so much for all the support and love that you give this podcast. This is a brand new avenue and brand new thing for me, so I am continuously learning and continuing to learn every single new episode that I record. And so with that, I appreciate your patience and sticking around as I go through this learning curve. As there is no external help, no coach, there's nothing that's teaching me other than myself on how to make this the best possible podcast possible. <laughs> so I appreciate each and every one of you guys, all the support and love and continuing to show that support and love and the best way you can is to just tune in every week hit the follow button and share with your friends it means the world to me and i promise to continue to give you guys the best quality podcast i possibly can and to continue to make this the best show i can so with that we'll continue this journey thank you so much i don't know i think i would just want to be titled as an entrepreneur creative in that sense not just like she's just a makeup artist yeah yeah does it irritate you a lot when someone just calls you a makeup artist like is it kind of like a feeling like no i think it's a it irritates me a little bit when i bring something else to the table and then people are like oh wow really you did that and i'm like yes i can also do that like it's not like a big oh, surprise you know okay. like kind like of why like, are you surprised that i'm able to do something yeah like then okay. then that's when i'm like yes i can i know how to do other things i'm yeah. not just yeah so i think that's the only in the only sense where i get like a little like yeah in a case like that though is it something that they should know that you do other stuff as well because I feel like a lot of times people specialize in one thing. Yeah. And that's what they're known for. Yeah. And getting upset at another party because they don't know what they don't know. I feel like that kind of goes into its own thing. Like if someone were to meet me and they just saw me in a film or something. They yeah. don't know anything about me having a podcast. They don't know anything about me 
um, doing anything else. They've just seen me in a movie. Yeah. And they come up and they're like, oh my God, I didn't know you know how to play guitar too. I feel like it would be unfair for me in a way to be like, well, duh, I can do yeah. that. From <laughs> In their eyes, all they see is someone that has been on the screen. So it's, I feel like there's two sides of that coin even. Yeah. I mean, I guess obviously if it's a person who doesn't know you like that, yeah, then then that makes sense for them to be like, oh, you do these other things. That's right. so cool. But if it's someone who you're around. Yeah. And I feel like not even that they should know, but they should believe that I'm capable of doing that. Okay. You know what I mean? So like, it's less of like a knowing and more of just like, a, do you not believe that I can? That I could have done something like that or yeah. Okay. So is it kind of like a it less It doesn't than? happen. I don't feel like it happens often, mm-hmm. but it has happened before. And I'm just like, yes, I did that. Or yes, I, I could, I can do that. Or I can help you with this. Yeah. And I can get it done in a certain way because I do know how to do that. So just believe in me, you know. Do you feel like they, when, well, first, what what was it that, do you remember what it was? That it's been, was? It's, it's been throughout the years, I feel like, with just different people. It hasn't been one specific, okay. like, time I'm re- referencing. It's just been throughout my creative career i guess okay and it kind of just made you feel a little bit less than in a, not in really a... it's just i think it's just something that crosses my mind it's not like i don't get upset over it or like yeah. super irritated but i'm just kind of like well yeah i you know i can do that <laughs> i'm also curious about so being an entrepreneur and business owner and stuff mm-hmm. and wanting to strive for the best do you kind of have a i don't want to see underdog complex but a thing that you almost have to prove yourself in a way to people i I know for me i have that a lot to where Mm -hmm. like i almost have something to prove to a lot of people or at least even to myself and that can kind of come off in that complex of like oh you didn't think I could do this and like trying to almost be a master of a jack well, of all I'm trades. I'm gonna show you now that I yeah can, like yeah. oh you didn't think I knew how to do this oh well I'm gonna master it now so that no one can ever tell me otherwise. Yeah, um, I think I think in a way I have that. Um, well, I feel like I go into things just always wanting to be the best at whatever it is I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um. And I do like to have that feeling of accomplishment and I do like to receive accolades for things. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I do think that there is some sort of like a, like, oh, you didn't think I was great before and now you do kind of thing. Like, like, look at what I'm doing now. Yeah. So I think I have a little bit of that in a sense. I definitely relate to that a lot, especially um, so... In high school and stuff, I wasn't the popular kid. I wasn't the yeah. hardcore partier. I wasn't the one that like you would expect to see at all the parties and doing all that. I was, yeah. I wasn't necessarily bullied, but I definitely wasn't in with like the jocks and all that kind of stuff. And so, right after high school, I started an entertainment company, which mm-hmm. was like throwing giant parties and promoting stuff. And out of nowhere all these jocks that I went to high school with and stuff were starting to approach me and like, oh my God, hey, what's up? And I kind of got that complex of like, 
why the fuck are you talking to me now? Yeah. I was in your gym class for three years. I was doing, like, I was around you all that time, and you didn't pay, you didn't bat an eye on me. Yeah. And now it's like the kid from high school that nobody knew is now throwing all these giant things. I'm like, it, it kind of put a chip in my shoulder of like, no, no, like, you don't deserve to yeah. be around me now. You don't deserve to talk to me. I, um, I feel like I can relate to that. Like, I don't. Like, I in high school, I feel like my... I had different friend groups because I had my friends that I, like, grew up with, like, you know, went to middle school with and stuff, and now they're my close friends, and they're in high school, and um, so I'm friends with them, and then I had, like, the people that I met in high school that I became friends with, and yeah. then I had um, the people on the basketball team because I played basketball that I became friends with, so I don't think I was ever put into, like, a certain category. Right. Um... But I also feel like my friends were always a little bit more of like the popular ones. And I was okay. just like, oh, she's friends with them. Like, that's her. That's her friend. Not gotcha. like, oh, that's Gabby. They're like, oh, that's she's, that's she's this person's related friend. to this person yeah. in a way. Okay. So I don't feel like. I don't know. I feel like I was brushed off a little bit at some time at some times yeah. during high school. And I will, you know, I. I didn't I don't I didn't go to high school parties that much and um I also feel like I wasn't like the girl that all the guys had crushes on and stuff mm-hmm. like that so I was just I don't know sometimes I felt like I was you know in on the back burner and I so I feel like now I'm like doing all these things and um so it kind of is like that chip on your shoulder or like that like is like a compensation yeah, of... not that I have to prove anything to yeah. anyone, but it's kind of just like to myself, I guess. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, like in my head, I'm like now I'm the shit, but yeah, back then I wasn't, I guess. So, which honestly, I kind of had that mentality in high school a little bit. I'm like, just wait, y'all are gonna yeah. see a glow up. Y'all are gonna see like that kid that nobody fucking knew in high school. That kid yeah. that like we grew up together, but I was always under the radar. Is now going to be while you're sitting in your living room with the wife that you don't even want to be with anymore, <laughs> you're going to see on TV me accepting a Grammy Award. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, I know that kid. And I'll be like, yeah, no one paid attention to me, but, like, the one kid that wasn't expected to glow up at all is now out here doing all this. And Oh, I feel like from high school to now, I've definitely had, like, a, like a big glow up. Oh, hell yeah. And I... I also feel like I feel like people knew me like people know who I am yeah you know but I was also very shy and I was like the quiet friend unless you really really knew me like my best friends will tell you that I'm like crazy goofy <laughs> like I'm the one who's always doing like crazy things and funny faces and stuff but other people just knew me I was like oh she's a quiet one she plays basketball she's yeah. friends with this person and that's it and so now if I were to run into someone from high school that I haven't seen since then, they'd probably be like, oh, my God, who is this person? Because yeah. I feel like I'm more like living my true self, I guess. It's funny that you mentioned that, too, because a lot of times I notice depending on who it is that I talk to mm-hmm. can depend on what I tell them about me. 
So if it's someone from high school or something that I knew they had a big status in high school and they might have quote unquote peaked or something either in high school or college, I'll go on to try to overcompensate myself a little bit to show them that like, oh, I I might not have gone to this top university. I might not have been the MVP of the basketball team or the baseball team. I still like, I wasn't a loser coming out of high school. Yeah. You might've thought I was going to be a loser but I'm not a loser and like here's my way of proving it versus like if it's just like another friend like I do that so much I I see (laughs) when it's someone I haven't seen in a while like you feel like you have to talk yourself or about yourself more than you would yeah Yeah. like compensating a little bit trying to prove that I didn't waste my life away yeah that just because I didn't conform to society standards of going to a top-notch school and becoming the jock the number one jock at the school and then yeah. going to a huge university and getting a six-figure degree or something and conforming to those that I didn't just throw my life away to become one of those burger flippers or something. And not to say that that life necessarily is bad, but in my standards, it's not up to my standards. Yeah. I've always had high standards for myself growing up. Same. And so there's a sense there that I need to show that I didn't conform to those that direction that I could have gone down yeah and it's not even a thing of like trying to be cocky or anything it's just like a like you're proud of what you've accomplished and you want to share it with people and then it's like oh I haven't seen you in forever and you used to be the most popular kid but Mm -hmm. now like look what I've done type of thing but I don't know I think it's like more for yourself like oh, more, it's, you know, it's a hundred percent for yourself. Yeah. I mean, when I look back and I'm like, there's a big chance they weren't even thinking about that at all. It's yeah. me, it's me injecting a thought into their head, and chances are they were just like, oh, cool. I haven't seen him in a while. Like, yeah. I, just, I wonder how he's doing with life, and like, I think about that way for other people because of the standards I put on myself. Yeah. Because of the fact that there's a lot I want to accomplish, and I feel like for me. I get scared of being considered a failure. I don't Same. I don't want to be considered a failure even if I didn't conform to the path that would have been considered success. Yeah. Meaning going to college, going getting a good degree and getting a big career field and all that. Yeah. Like I'm going against the grain of society and pursuing my own thing and obviously you just want to prove that it works. You're yeah. like, well, my way worked, even though everyone's like, don't yeah. go this way, you know? Yeah, like, kind of, there's that proving factor, I feel like, in myself that I need to know that I didn't fail. Yeah, same. And that gets injected and put onto other people, even if they're not actually thinking it. For yeah. me, in my head, they're <laughs> thinking it, so I need to prove that's about myself Mm -hmm. and like I catch myself on all the time and even though I tell people like oh you shouldn't care what other people thinking and all that kind of stuff obviously for me myself that's hard for me to believe myself because this entire time I'm telling myself like what if you did follow that path I think it's human nature too to care what people are thinking just a little bit like I don't believe when people are like well I don't care about what people think that's to a bullshit. certain degree, everyone cares what people think. Yeah. Some just care others uh, care more than others do, you know? Yeah. But there is always that little, like, 
you know, well, you know, people are going to yeah. see this, so I have to execute and yeah. So I kind of let you in a little bit on, I don't want to say a flaw of mine. Mm-hmm. As someone who does work for herself now full time, yeah. congratulations on making that transition. Thank I know you. it's <laughs> probably been a crazy it's one. We easy. can probably <laughs> get into that, but as someone who is very independent in their own life and stuff, mm-hmm. and I'm sure that there are people that look at you and I don't want to say idolize because I hate when that term gets thrown around of yeah. people idolizing another person because you should never idolize a person. Yeah. But people look at you and are inspired by you and put you like almost on this pedestal or something. Mm-hmm. On the other side of that pedestal for you, there's a whole different story that happens. What are some of like the most tough things with yourself that people on the outside probably wouldn't see? Um. Well, I, I mean, the road to getting to you know working for yourself full-time obviously it's not easy and um i don't know i feel like people think that and i'm saying this because i've had someone tell me this before so um that i have it all together and i that i seem that i'm you know very put together with things um but I mean, there, you know, there are days when I'm a mess and I'm just like, what? I don't even know what I'm doing with yeah. my life right now. Or like I feel or I'm like I get into a creative rut and I'm just like, I should be doing more and I don't feel right. like I'm doing enough. Um, but I feel like I can be hard on myself and I'm also a perfectionist. So like I feel like I should always be doing something. And I yeah. feel like if I don't have clients booked or I don't have an event coming up or I don't have something like that that I'm like, oh my God, I'm not doing anything and I haven't accomplished anything. Meanwhile, <laughs> I have accomplished things yeah. and I have a lot to show for, but for me, I'm just like, I, I'm not doing shit. So I um, I don't know. I think I'm hard on myself in that sense that I feel like sometimes I can get too lazy and I, I'm like, okay, I did this last month and that was cool, got that accolade, but what am I doing this month? Because I, you know, I need something... But it's not actually being lazy. It's your perception that because you're not working as hard this month or right now as you maybe were three months ago that you're you're perceiving yourself as lazy. Yeah. Because from what it sounds like, you're not actually being lazy unless... I mean, I have my lazy days. Don't get me wrong. Well, (laughs) yeah. We all need to have those. But you're not actually... And that's a very similar thing that I deal with too. But that's what I've had to realize is you're not actually being lazy. Maybe you need to recuperate a little bit yeah. and you need to give yourself a break. Yeah. But you just worked your ass off probably the week prior or the month prior. Yeah. And I mean, even there are actors and stuff. That's a huge thing with actors because they'll work for six to eight months straight on a set, mm-hmm. working 70 plus hours a, a week on a film and doing all this, but then yeah. take literally months off of just being quote-unquote lazy when in reality they just worked harder than any human alive for eight months straight i feel like um yeah i think that's a big thing i always have like this voice in the back of my head that's like you could be doing more like get up and go do something so um there's that and then i also feel like um yeah like just you know, I don't always have it put together. I think, yeah. you know, like what people might think I do, but, you know, everyone has shit that goes on in their lives and 
no one knows what goes on at home, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, don't, don't look at everyone or don't look at what you see on social media and think, oh, that person's life is perfect and they have it all put together and they have it all figured out and they know exactly what they're doing because a lot of us don't know what we're doing and we're just taking it day by day and learning as we go. So I think, yeah. At the same time, I feel like there does need to be some credit given. I mean, yeah, the fact that you do support yourself 100%, mm-hmm. the fact that you're not homeless, you do have a roof over your head, mm-hmm. and you're doing something that you love. Yeah. You, you have been able to cross that line of doing something for work that might not feel like work yeah. for you. It's, it's something that you're not dreading the Monday morning coming up and only looking forward to weekends and stuff and yeah. i mean there's like i said there's nothing wrong specifically with that life if that's the kind of life that you want to have by all means yeah but you are living a lot of people's kind of dream life of being able to kind of wake up and just decide what you want to do yeah. for that day yeah but at the same time um I, I was talking to another uh business owner the other day that kind of thing is too glamorized, I feel like, especially for business owners, because mm-hmm. it's not being able to wake up whenever you want, do whatever you want, and then just call yourself a millionaire type of thing. It's, yeah. I'm sure there's plenty of days where it's like, shit, I have to wake up at like 5 a.m. today so that I can get all these clients, especially if it's a big event like a wedding. Yeah. And it's an all-day event type of thing. You have to get the bride's makeup done if it's like a thing to where they want everyone's makeup pristine it's oh like, yeah i've definitely like gotten two venues at 4 a.m yeah and you know to start my day and do things i've gone to bed at eight before and woken up at midnight to get to a client's house at one in the morning because they mm-hmm. had to leave their house at three in the morning to get right. to something so it's um like yeah people think it's cool like oh you get to set your own schedule and do all this and it's like yeah, but you don't know like when or what time you might have to go to a commercial set or a client or yeah. a wedding or um, there's not like a set, you know, schedule and um, yeah, it can be, it's it's not easy. Like I said, it's no, I mean, it does offer freedom in the sense yeah. that if there is a certain day coming up that you do need off, you could just not schedule anyone for that day and yeah. be able to have that. but. Unlike for a nine to five to where you probably have PTO or something and, and you like, can get paid for not working for yeah. that day. But for us, in the it's business like if thing, you don't, if you don't work, you don't make you don't, money. Yeah, exactly. If, if there's a day, like I feel like when a business owner, like say a Saturday's coming up yeah. and you have the option to either take it off or take on a wedding client. That's going to be like, Hey, I can pay you. I have a budget of $10,000. You have the potential to make $10,000 in one day, oh, I'm taking the wedding. but <laughs> That could also mean that you work for 13 days straight without a single day off. Mm -hmm. And you don't give yourself that balance. Obviously, yes, after that, you could take a day off or something. But in those kind of instances, it's not like, oh, so you get to, if you wanted to work one day a week, you could. It's like, well, yeah, I I technically, I guess, could. But I wouldn't want to do something like that. It's You have freedom to a certain extent with certain things and certain aspects of life. But... um, financial freedom you don't really have financial freedom i think until you get to certain tax brackets and then you could be like oh you know do whatever but at this like you know this is only my i 
it's been three years since I started working for myself, but I don't count 2020 because 2020 was like weird, you know. So this is only my second like full year of figuring the shit out. So it's like I'm not at that point of like complete financial freedom where I can just be like, oh, I don't I don't need to work this weekend when I could take on a bunch of clients. So it's like you have freedom to a certain extent. Yeah. And even with that quote unquote financial freedom right now. I don't think you get to that point until you are passive because at this point yeah. like you could even you, yeah. you you could be making millions of dollars a year mm-hmm. but you're in a growth stage to where most of that money isn't just for you it's putting like maybe hiring other makeup artists to be under your brand and mm-hmm. that way you can get triple the amount of clients and be able to grow that or maybe it's investing into new equipment for yourself yeah it's not like oh so you make six figures and it's like well gross yeah i make six figures in <laughs> like, reality I gotta buy new makeup i gotta you know exactly yeah, yeah. gas and yeah, yeah and then taxes obviously and taxes and that, yeah. that's a whole nother situation like the taxes for working for yourself versus working for a w or like a, a regular job yeah when working a regular job you don't really have to worry about taxes because it just gets taken yeah, out it gets yeah. taken out like the only thing you worry about is filing so that you can get a return at the end of the year but yeah. technically you've already paid your taxes mm-hmm. with the w-2 with working for yourself, you gotta you, you gotta, gotta figure pay. that out. It's, <laughs> yeah. You gotta either figure out of how to get the best tax lawyer or CPA to be able to yeah. get as many write-offs as possible, um, and then even going to that whole tax thing. It's that's where a lot of people like these more rich people should be taxed more. And mm-hmm. for me, I have my own opinions about all that. Yeah. For me, I'm like, well, I mean. The tax system is a game that's you just learn. It's it's a game that's supposed to be learned. Yeah. If you're too lazy to want to learn it, you're going to suffer the consequences and pay more. Yeah. Versus if you're going to be willing to take some due diligence to learn about all the loopholes, all of the different things and tax write-offs. I mean, there is a reason why a lot of these more wealthy people pay very little in taxes. And it's not just because they're evading taxes. Yeah. It's because they hire people that specialize in like, well... Technically, if you spend a little bit more here and you buy this and you don't put this in profit or you put this money this way, you don't pay to the government this. Yeah. And like that's how a lot of YouTubers and stuff stay wealthy because for them, they're like, oh, well, if I just buy more equipment, it's taking that profit Mm -hmm. and I have more equipment. And so it's like learning. There's so much more learning that you have to do. Like, yeah, that's another thing with, you know, working for yourself is. At the beginning stages too especially you end up having to be your own like mm-hmm. bookkeeper accountant do all these things and make sure everything's accounted for yeah. whereas where you when i had a nine to five i'm like oh this is all taken out i'm just getting my paycheck yeah once you're and, gone from the office you're done yeah you don't you don't think about work anymore you're yeah. thinking about other stuff but as a business owner you never not think about what's next or what you have to do and yeah and i feel like i'm always thinking about like what's my next thing or what's my next opportunity that i can like weasel my way into or like what um yeah what's what's my next what's my next goal here so even though i might be at home like sitting there like you know having a day off or whatever i'm still like on my phone looking at oh i want to collab with this person or i should reach out to this person because then i can make this happen and yeah what's the scariest part about what you do um The scariest part... Like, even if it's not necessarily just being a makeup artist, but, Mm -hmm. like, the scariest part about being 
a self-employed entrepreneur business woman? I think it's, I think it, it's, you know, the, like you were saying, if you don't work, you don't make money. So yeah. it's, um, it's that uncertainty of like not having a paycheck every Friday. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's not having like a consistent income. Yeah. Like knowing like, okay, every week I'm going to get a paycheck deposit into my account. It's like, no, I got to take this client mm-hmm. and this client and make sure I'm booked on this day. And you know, I get paid on the spot. So it's not like a, yeah, if you don't work, you don't get paid. Yeah. So I think I'm, that's, that's the scariest thing is yeah i had a friend uh yesterday i went to coffee with a friend of mine and they were like hey so i'm gonna ask you something it might be a little uncomfortable for you and stuff and i'm like i mean i'm an open book so ask away and they're like what does your monthly income look like and for me i don't believe in the taboo of hiding income for me i'm like it's Mm -hmm. just the way i look at money is it's a game that we all play yeah and you're either really good or really bad And so for me, I'm like, I don't give a shit if someone knows my income. Yeah. I'm like, they can't really do anything about that. If I say I make a million dollars, I mean, the only thing they could do is ask me for money and I say, go fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah. (laughs) so they were asking, but I was like, I just realized though, I don't have a regular nine to five. I can't be like, well, I make X amount a year. Yeah, it's, I was like, I, I don't know how to answer that because I ha- I do so many different things for income now. And yeah. there's so many different things that like a little bit comes from here, a little bit comes from here, but then I have to be do, do this. And then so I'm like, I was literally looking at my statements and I'm like, I mean, technically, I guess this might be it, but then I can't really include that because you have to like average it out because like yeah. month to month, it could be different depending on, yeah you know, how busy you were that month or. Whereas, yeah, with the nine to five, you're like, I work the same hours every single month. I know this is my take home and then that's it. But for us, it's like, okay, last month I had a bunch of projects. This month I only have a few. Yeah, I was telling her that because I was like, well, I mean, last month I probably made like twenty five hundred. And obviously that doesn't sound like a lot, which I admit I I don't make a lot at all right now. Mm But and she's like, oh, okay, so you make this. I'm like, well, yeah, but that's not going to at all reflect months prior to that or months after that because yeah. that one I had a few photography gigs. I had this that happened. Like I had a lot of stuff that happened last month that might not happen again for a long time. Yeah, and it all, it's all up in the air. It depends. Yeah, so yeah. it's like I I can tell you possibly what I made last month, but that's not at all going to reflect anything about this month. Like if somehow this podcast pops off in the next like month or two yeah and i make a bunch it's like oh how are you making two thousand dollars a month last month (laughs) i know i know hey coke yeah i mean i wouldn't mind you know right um but it can have that jump like that like yeah especially with how the world is something can go viral this podcast could get a bunch of things and then like and you never know. A friend of mine could be like, I thought you were making this much. I'm like, yeah, but now I'm making this much. And they're like, well, how did that happen? I'm like, that's just how it works sometimes. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> sometimes I might have a month where I make stupid amounts of money. Other mm-hmm. times I'll have a month where I'm like, I made like 10 bucks, I think. Yeah. And then, like <laughs> off of giving someone an Uber ride. Yeah. Like, like it's so fluctuating. So I definitely understand where kind of the nervousness and stuff comes from that. Yeah. Uh, is it as good 
of a life as you thought it would be working for yourself? Um, yeah. Like, obviously, it does take a certain type of person and a certain mind frame to really be able to chase it down. Yeah. But I, at least especially in this day and age, I feel like the quote-unquote entrepreneurial life and the mm-hmm. self-employment life is too glamorized. People don't understand the, the bullshit. The behind it and the stuff you got to yes, deal with. Yes, the, the and, hard yeah. shit that goes into it because yeah. it's not this whole thing with like these YouTubers and stuff saying like, oh yeah, I mean, I work like an hour a day and then I get to go to the gym and focus on this, focus on that. I'm like, it's not like that at all. Yeah. Obviously it depends on the type of business that you're getting into, Mm -hmm. but I just, I feel like it's way too over glamorized. So in your opinion, what are some of like the unexpected turns that happened in doing it? Stuff that you thought would be a lot easier turned out to be a lot harder or stuff that was uh, that you thought would be nearly impossible for you to figure out but then you're like oh shit actually this is not nearly as bad as I thought it would be um I don't know I um I think I pride myself in figuring things out pretty well as as I go um and I'm also the type that like I want to learn how to do something before I hire somebody to do it. <laughs> so I, I um I don't know. I think like being able to run my websites and um like if I have um because I have my my cosmetics brand also. So doing my own like oh you have your own cosmetics brand too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I so do. you like do you use your own product then? Um, I do sometimes, but I don't have like an extensive product line yet, so okay. I only have a few products that okay. I that I carry. Um, I'm hoping to expand, obviously in the future, but I've kind of put that on the back burner a little bit just because I've been focusing more on my client side of things. Because um, you know my clients bring in more money than you know selling a lip gloss yeah. does, so yeah. I focus on kind of just building my clientele up and starting my. Um, my glam team and hiring people under to be contracted under me. Um, but I'm hoping to eventually ramp up my beauty brand again. Um, but like learning how to do like my product photography when I needed it. Cause you know, at that point funds might've not been there to hire a professional right. photographer to do all these, you know, yeah. fancy shots and stuff. Um, and just, I don't know. I don't think there's one thing that sticks out to me that I was like, I don't know, not like surprised about, I guess, that I was surprised about. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I don't know. I'm just good at figuring it out as I go. Honestly, I, I, when you were saying kind of doing it yourself before you hire someone else, I mm-hmm. respect that a lot because... It does irritate me a lot when somebody creates something that they know nothing about. Yeah. And, like, I understand, obviously, everyone specializes in something. So I don't expect one person to know everything or be the master of everything. But Mm -hmm. I do feel like you have to have some sort of experience in everything that you're going to business for. Yeah. And, yes, like, obviously, if you're an investor and you have a holdings company and you just buy a bunch of different types of businesses... That's one thing, but when someone is like, oh, I'm going to open my own beauty brand, but they know nothing about skin, they know nothing about colors or ingredients or 
anything about that industry and they're not just like oh I'll like it's one thing if like Warren Buffett goes in and he's like I want to purchase Maybelline that's mm-hmm. that's one thing it's yeah, like okay he'll be able to hire someone to like run it and yeah still you're, you're a stakeholder no one's expecting you <laughs> yeah. to really understand it's more of a business transaction but if it's someone like you that's starting something from the ground up and mm-hmm. like oh I want to do this but I'll just hire someone to do it for me for me I'm like well what's going to happen if someone asks you about about the, your brand the process, or the product, the, or the, the, the product like, yeah. Especially like, oh, it's a vegan, and it's like, I, I mean, I don't put any eggs or anything in it, so yeah. obviously. <laughs> and it's like, well, that's not what we mean. It's like, I don't know. It's like, so you're telling me you own this brand, and it can get you in hot water. Yeah. Um, for me, I was in a similar situation with the nightlife. Mm-hmm. So, when I had that entertainment company, my number one goal was to open some sort of like nightclub or something myself. Yeah. But I was telling myself, I don't want to do that unless I've done bouncing, I've done bartending, I've done Played pretty all much the roles everything. And like, yeah. Because I don't want to be the hypocrite that goes in and I'm talking to the bartenders. I'm like, why aren't you guys doing this? Why aren't you guys doing this? Yeah. I don't want them to be like, well, he doesn't know what it's like to be a bartender. He doesn't know one of these. I want to be able to, like, I've been in your guys' shoes. I know exactly how hard it is. Yeah. I know exactly where it is like this. If I was to go into the makeup industry and be like, well, why aren't you guys using this? Or why aren't you guys doing this? I don't want them to be like, do you not know anything about yeah. this at all? <laughs> I want them to, I want to be able to be like, I understand that it's a little bit more difficult for this, but I know it's possible because I've done it. Yeah. I know it's possible to sell this to this kind of person because I used to do that. Or I know it's possible to substitute this ingredient with this ingredient because I've done it in the past. Yeah. And yes, the price has gone up for it, or maybe for whatever reason we're not doing it anymore. But having that firsthand experience, I think, is that much more valuable. Yeah. Because and I think like like um Yeah, like wanting to I also don't want to get like taken advantage of, I yeah. guess. So I'm like, okay, let me figure it out for myself and try to do it. And then if I can't figure it out, now I know what it entails and what yeah. I should expect out of it. So now I know that I can pay this person and be like, okay, that's... that's I understand why you're charging. I, yeah, I understand why you're charging that way. Rather than me just being like, oh, I need this, this, and this, and then paying all this yeah. money and then it under delivers. So, you know, I that happened to me with my beauty brand. I was like, okay, I know how to take photos with this camera that I bought and they're good enough for me for like this part but the other stuff I'm trying to do I don't know how to get it to mm-hmm. look that way so now let me go hire a videographer let me hire a photographer let me get the shots that I want yeah um, because I know now that I've tried it I can't execute it myself the way I'm envisioning in my head yeah so well it kind of gives you a respect for others that mm-hmm. specialize in that craft like yeah. if you are a brand that needs a photographer like I did a wedding a little while ago when mm-hmm. I was a photographer and for them obviously they don't know everything that goes behind photographing or video recording a wedding mm-hmm. and so when I tell them it's going to be a few months for me to edit everything they're freaking out like wait what why and they, I'm like they want it back like right away <laughs> yeah and like it's no disrespect to them they just don't they don't specialize what I specialize in yeah. so they don't understand the craft and so I have to they're like well why does it take so long and I could have gone the route of like seriously and like blowing up at them, but I'm like, wait, I have to remember, they don't specialize like I do. They mm-hmm. don't understand everything that goes into it. So I had to break it down. I had to be like, well, 
there was it was a six hour event and I was recording about eighty percent of it, so I have about four or five hours of footage to go through. Yeah. Out of that four to five hours, I have to go in and see which parts look the best and cut out all the rest of it. Because I'm not going to be making you guys a three hour long movie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm cutting this down to a, a ten minute highlight reel. Yeah. Um, and so I have to go through hours and hours of footage to see what looks best to in this reel. squeeze it down into 10 minutes yeah. is like, that takes a long time. And yeah. then taking all that and making a storyline out of it to where it makes sense and it's appealing to the eye. And then I have to go through and find music to match up and yeah. make it to where the music makes the mood match. And when you're watching it, you have that gushy feeling of, oh, this is so this cute. This is our wedding, yeah. And then doing, so I have to like break everything down and go into that. And as soon as I broke it down, he's like, oh my God, I didn't realize of how intense. And I was like, yeah. And I'm giving you guys a hell of a discount because you guys are family friends and you guys are really close to me and I'm helping yeah. us out. But there's a lot in, of work that goes on. In the on. future, <laughs> I might be charging this much, but... You, you really should not expect to be charged this much in the future, especially if you're reaching out to somebody else because yeah. there's a reason why like people will take on like one or two wedding clients a month and still make six figures because they'll charge thousands of dollars. And a lot of people are like, oh, isn't it just pointing a camera at a person and you record? I'm like, no. It's like, then you do it and yeah, <laughs> see exactly. how good the photos come out. Or like makeup. It's like, in my eyes... I, I don't know anything about makeup, so yeah. I'm like, oh, wow. So when I hear someone's like, oh, I paid like $1,000 for makeup, I'm like, shit, okay. Oh, I've had people that are like, um, that want to negotiate my price or lower it, or they're like, why does it cost this much if so-and-so is charging this much? And it's like, you know, I have to, I usually don't take the time to explain myself. I'm yeah. just like, you know, this is, this is what my price is. This is my is, price, and- love it or hate it. Yeah, I mean, I say it in a nice way, yeah. obviously, but because I don't feel like I should, I need to explain myself to every single person as why no. I'm charging what I charge. But um, I'm like the years of experience, the products I use, the yeah. products I buy to make sure everything's clean so you don't get an infection from anything. Right, right. Um, the gas I'm using to come to you to load, unload, like it's, I have my chair, I have my ring light, I have my bags and it's not you know lightweight and um it's like all these things and it's like this is why i charge what i charge but people are like oh but can you do it for cheaper and i'm like you know at the end of the day no getting your makeup done is is a it's a luxury service it's not a need it's a want so if you want this this is the price you're gonna have to pay like you don't need this so you don't have to pay it if you don't you know like and I, I like what you were saying about like experience and stuff. It reminds me of, um, I can't remember where I heard it. It was, it was on social media, I think, a little bit ago. And I use social media way too much, but I can get into that at another point. <laughs> but they were saying me of too, like, okay. there's a plumber that goes in or like you have a pipe or something that's busted in your kitchen. You mm-hmm. hire three different plumbers. The first one goes in, they can't figure it out. They're in there for hours. Second one goes in, they can't figure it out. And the third one goes in, taps a couple things, two minutes, he's out. Yeah. But he still charges $2,500. And you're sitting there, I'm like, why Why is it 2500 You literally spent two minutes under the sink, did a couple things, and he's like, but you're it's not. the experience that yeah. was able to You're not charging you do me for doing it. those. Yeah. You're charging me for the fact of the 50 years plus of experience I have to know exactly what happened, yeah. how to fix it, and the fact that... I've, I you might be char- I might be charging twenty five hundred, but I spent a million times more than that to get the experience and stuff to be able yeah. to do that. And so, like 
for someone who's in a different career field, like photography or something. You're mm-hmm. not, I'm not charging you, like, yes, I'm charging you on time, but I'm also charging you based off of my experience of learning composition, yeah. coloring, angles, all these things that Same. like. Same, I'm like, I have to know how to deal with all yeah. skin tones, skin textures. Yeah, exactly. Like, so. You have to know of like what product is going to look best on this. If yeah. they, they have hardcore acne. Yeah, Or if exactly. they say that like, oh, my, I'm a, the most sensitive skin in the world, then you have to be like, okay, well, maybe applying this in this fashion doesn't work that way. Yeah. Or maybe using this kind of product isn't going to be best. Yeah. This other product is going to look pretty similar, but it's not going to be as harsh on your uh, yeah, skin. Yeah, it's product knowledge. It's, exactly. Yeah, and timing too because, like, you know, I, I, I prefer to take about an hour on a person to, you know, make them look their best. But I've had times where I've had to do five faces in like an hour and a half, two hours. Oh my God. So that's like five hours of time that I would have liked to spend, like just, and have everything done, lashes on, lips, like good enough to go on stage. This was for a conference. So that was being filmed. So they had to be, you know, presentable in front of all these people. And I'm just back there like, and if if you had someone else that didn't have that much experience as me, they would have taken long and it would have been like not started yeah. on time or anything. But that's because you have that specialized expertise of being able yeah. to like there was uh, a triangle that uh, another entrepreneurial friend of mine was telling me about. And it's the most it, it makes the most sense of anything. So when you're giving a service to a client, mm-hmm. you can you have three things you can and you can only choose two of three things. There's. Um, time, quality, and price. Mm-hmm. So you can either have a really quick time and really good quality, but that's going to cost you a hell of a lot more. Yeah. You can have really good price and really good quality, but time is might not be the, what you the, want. It might take way longer. Yeah. You can have uh, time and price, but the quality is going to be absolutely horrible. Yeah. So it's like you can't choose all three of those. You have That's to. Good, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. You have to. Because uh, he had a client that um, he was supposed to be doing a video for. And usually this type of thing is like a week turnaround. They're mm-hmm. like, we need this by 8 a.m. or 8 p.m. tonight. And he like filmed it that day. And he's like, yeah. okay, well, price is going to be double. And they're like, wait, what? Why? And he's like, well, okay, choose other things. Do you want bad quality? Do you want higher yeah, price? Yeah, you want me to just throw something together? Yeah, because I mean, yeah. <laughs> I can keep the price the same, but it's going to look like absolute dog shit, which yeah. I'm not comfortable with because I don't produce dog shit. And then his name is attached to that. Exactly. And, then, yeah. and it's like, or we can extend the time back out and keep the price the same, or we can either do that or uh, pay way more. And I can prioritize the shit out of this and have this produced to you still with quality and stuff, but I'm putting everything else that I have on the back burner to do to work on yours exactly and for me that just like blew my mind because i'm like well duh because you can't have all three yeah especially when it's a service or something like yes i have the expertise to be able to do this but my you have to also think i'm worth a hell of a lot more than that i'm it's not just a normal job at that point it's something to where that in order for me to put the car in hyperdrive i need to add some extra gas into it for for a couple seconds Mm -hmm. i need to be able to well, I did promise these other clients I was going to have it to them, and I might taking on this deal might mean I lose those clients. That so I need to do something to compensate for the fact of the possibility of losing other business because I'm prioritizing yours. Yeah. And so, 
but even just going back to like expertizing like you don't have to complete expertise in everything obviously like mm-hmm. for you you don't have to be the top-notch cpa and stuff to do this but having a little bit of knowledge to know for someone else that's like oh i'm a cpa yeah 10 grand and i can do your taxes someone else that doesn't know any better might be like oh okay cool yeah here's ten thousand. yeah <laughs> versus like you like i mean i've had one CPAs in the past that haven't charged nearly that much. So mm-hmm. why are you charging? And yeah, for me, I I don't ever feel bad necessarily about questioning stuff. Yeah, as long as it's not in a insulting way of like insulting their work. Yeah, more of just course. like I'm curious about the process, or I'm curious of why it does cost so much. Yeah, not in like a why are you charging so much, <laughs> or like if I were to ask you like why is it like if I'm doing a wedding or something and I go to you and say hey my wife needs makeup done for our wedding and you're yeah. like oh it costs $25,000 at first I'm be like oh shit and I'm like okay well I'm, I'm curious though about That's the business why. yeah I'm curious though like what is your experience what is this because if you're coming to me and you're like oh, I mean I just started yesterday yeah and I heard on YouTube that you can charge a hell of a lot so that's why I charge this much I'm gonna be like okay you're bullshit then I'm moving on to somebody else versus like well I've been doing this for this much. I've worked with these people, so you can go for these references. Yeah. Um, I can send you my work so you can see what I do, and I use this equipment. If you could break it down for me, I'll be like, huh, here's 30000 Yeah. Awesome. You have also on the flip side those people who come out right out the gate charging yes. the premium price, and then you're like, whoa, wait a second. Like, yeah. I've seen like what you can do, and that's not yeah like slow down a little <laughs> and that's where a lot of people i feel like they get too much of a chip on their soldier they mm-hmm. research a little bit like oh i found out the makeup industry is a really cool industry i just started a makeup brand yeah um out of my closet or something and now i'm charging 20 bucks for a stick of lipstick yeah and it's like okay so you're charging as much as kylie jenner charges for her lipstick tell me why i should buy yours instead and i'm like well i, I mean i don't know I, I just mixed it up yeah i just mixed it up <laughs> yeah. and i mean kylie jenner charges this so i can charge it too and it's like well i mean kylie jenner also has a team of scientists to develop her stuff she also has and her she's also built herself yeah. up as a brand herself exactly you know? so yeah so it's just I, interesting. It's really funny when when someone tries to do that. It's like when they started, they weren't charging top notch. Yeah, they, they charge that much because people they don't have to question her anymore. Mm-hmm. Or like when they when even like a, a a luxury fashion brand like Gucci comes out. Yeah. Yes, when they first started, it was about the quality. It wasn't the name brand that was selling. They were able to charge a little bit more, but it was because of the quality of stuff that they were using and the. Just like they were able to build it for a reason. Yeah. If a company were to come out today and be like, my stuff is $30,000 for a bag and it's not that good, blah, blah, blah. Like they're not going to, they're not going to launch off. Mm-hmm. People need to understand why it's being charged that much. Yeah. Like, yes, people buy the name of the brand now, but that name of the brand is where it's at for a reason. And that's because of the accolades and stuff that it's received. The years behind it. Exactly. And, yeah. Yeah. Like, Louis Vuitton it's not just something that came out yesterday and everyone's doing that it's something that's been around for decades and it has a very high reputation behind it Mm -hmm. so even if they might not produce as high quality stuff today it has a reputation behind Behind it already yeah 
yeah, so I know there's a lot of stuff that I feel like it's over glamorized or that gets misconstrued, mm-hmm. especially for those in the service industry or those that have their own business. Yeah. And it's interesting to hear. Because everyone's always going to show the good yeah. stuff that happens, right? The good mm-hmm. side of things. Um, rarely are you going to see people like, oh, well, today I did this and I lost a bunch of money. Like, yeah. you know, you rarely see that on social media. So everyone's always going to glamorize it in the good side of things. And yeah, I wake up and I do whatever I want. And then, but no one sees on the back burner, like, you know, I stayed up till 5 a.m. the other night because I was trying to figure something out. Yeah. And I got like three hours of sleep and I have a client right now. And Or those yeah. weeks that you did work 14 days straight without a single day off. Yeah. Or the bullshit clients that you've had to deal with for the past three days trying to cuss you out for the yeah. prices. Or, <laughs> yeah. Because I'm sure you... I'm sure it hasn't been an easy line for you of straight just like, oh, yeah, I mean, I decided to do this, now I'm rich. I'm sure there's been clients that you've dealt with that were less than ideal to deal with. Definitely. I'm, I'm sure that there's been days to where you've probably just broke down because you were just so exhausted and you're like, if I was working 9 to 5, I would be able to just watch Netflix right now, but instead I have to research this for this client or doing this and then wake up at 5 a.m. in the morning yeah <laughs> to exactly. go to my next thing and then and it's yeah like, while your other friends are probably out on vacation you're stuck here doing an event or something yeah and oh i'd rather be spending my spring break or my my three-day weekend or quote-unquote three-day weekend doing this with these people yeah but i have to be home so that i can prepare for this huge event that i'm getting paid to do mm-hmm. and so i don't know and Obviously, our first instinct isn't to post about that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I feel like if people did kind of post about, like, hey, it's a shitty day in the business of this today. I just dealt, got off the phone with this client who decided to cancel last minute on my way to their thing. Yeah. Uh, I, I just got off this other things where they don't want to pay me afterwards because I plucked an eyebrow out by accident or something. <laughs> or, I don't know, some bullshit thing yeah. happened. Or That's why I try to tell people that um that ask me questions are like oh how did you do it or yeah. i'm always like it's just it's not an easy road so you just have to be prepared to roll with the punches yeah and, and just be adaptable because if you're not adaptable and like change freaks you out and yeah uncertainty freaks you out then this is it's gonna be really hard for you yeah like i'm yes it has its perks yeah but at the same time it's also one of the most difficult things. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd say lately one of the hardest things that I realized was like income verification stuff. Like, oh my gosh, yeah, that was surprisingly <laughs> one of the most difficult things I've ever had to deal with. When I started doing like Uber and stuff, and I was technically self-employed. Yeah. At that point, I was like, yeah, I'm making pretty good money. I can afford this apartment. But then these apartments were like, we need pay stubs, or if you're self-employed, we need either like bank statements and yeah wow. and that wasn't even the hard thing for me there was a couple that were like we need to see 12 months worth of rent in your account right now and doing that i'm like so you're telling me to move in i have to have seventy thousand dollars in my checking account and they're like yeah i'm like if i had that much money i wouldn't be renting your yeah like i wouldn't be at this complex i would I mean. be putting a down payment <laughs> on, on a, a house. house yeah and so i was like how can you expect that and they're like or we need like four years of um, statements and you did this and I'm like so if I was a startup and I was negative or you need to make like six times 
the rent yeah. or whatever and it's like well if i was making that then i wouldn't I'm yeah like, be in a house right now <laughs> so you're telling me the rent for this place is fifteen hundred dollars and i need to be making seven thousand dollars a month in order to do this i wouldn't be renting here i'd be going to, to scottsdale more of a or, luxury yeah, yeah i'd be going to a hella big luxury place where i don't have to worry about this shit and so that's the other flip side with a lot of it anything yeah. that like renting a or like leasing a car or something or anything that requires a kind of income verification. They yeah. need like tax statements and stuff. Like for me, I'm like, I don't have tax statements yet. I started this eight months ago, so it hasn't been a full year to where I've need to file my taxes yet. That's the thing is like, you have to, um, yeah, you have to like keep your paper trail, like all your bookkeeping and stuff needs yeah. to be in order. And like when you first start off going into this entrepreneurship, you're just kind of like, Oh, I'm doing this, this, and this, and I'm getting paid. Right. But then on the back end, you're like, oh, I need to track what is going on because yeah. now <laughs> if I'm going to try to rent something or do something, they need income verification. And you're like pulling from yeah. all over the place like, oh, there's this, and then I did this. And it's <laughs> like, yeah. Well, and that extra added layer of stuff and responsibility for yourself yeah that you have to do like keeping track of your miles now mm -hmm. because if you're traveling to clients that's a whole extra thing and if it's like hey so i'm up in page and we're doing a wedding up here and it's like well i'm traveling from phoenix so it's going to be like a four-hour drive yeah that's you definitely want to track the miles for that and charge extra yeah <laughs> or if it's like an out-of-state thing they're willing to pay you for it but it's like oh i'm traveling out of state now so i need I to need a hotel room and a flight yeah yeah and so you need to be able to account that for taxes so it's like it's not even just your business that you're worrying about it's mm -hmm. all these extra little tedious things and like do you want a receipt? And like your immediate response is, no, I'm good. And like, oh, shit. No, no, yeah, I, no, I do I need, need the a receipt. receipt. And yeah. <laughs> they're looking at you like, oh, you're actually asking for a receipt. I've never had anyone actually ask for the receipt. And it's like, I, I kind of. Business purposes. <laughs> I, I have to ask for it now. Yeah. So. Um, anyway, it's, wow, this is probably one of the longer podcasts I've had. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I appreciate you coming on a lot and kind of giving I'm us glad a little bit. I came. Yeah. Sorry, we didn't really get a whole lot into your business. Oh no, it's okay. <laughs> I enjoy also kind of diving into a lot more of the personal stuff yeah. behind all of it. Um, so I appreciate the vulnerability and kind of just letting us in on the life of someone who is able to make this jump from the nine to five that you used to do mm -hmm. to working self-employed and stuff and kind of getting to the nitty-gritty and uh, it's been a journey for sure yeah absolutely <laughs> um is there anything that you want to plug in or that you want people to know about um i so you guys can follow me on instagram at glamby underscore mua and then my beauty brand is glamby cosmetics and you can buy that at glambycosmetics.com do you have anything with you that you want to show the camera i don't no ah oh, no. we should have brought that it's okay i know it's <laughs> okay um perfect and then i'm gonna have you do that little signature thing i told you about okay my name is gabby aka glamby and i've just been unmasked awesome one of these days i'll be able to not have to tell the person how to do it <laughs> One of these days when the podcast is Joe Rogan stuff and they'll be like, hey, when can it I? takes off. Yeah, can I, can I do my signature? I'm can like, I oh, get you. Unmasked? Can, can I Can I say it? And I'll be like, you, wait, you know what it is already? Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be so hyped up that day. <laughs> awesome.